Every generation has a where were you when moment. For some, that was Pearl Harbor, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the fall of the Berlin Wall, maybe in recent years, 9-11. Significant events that define a generation so much that we remember so much about them. For us Catholics living in our country, I think this past Friday represented a moment of that magnitude. Because what happened in our nation this week is so significant, so monumental, and so historic that I dare say it is one of the most important events of our lives. Me, at least, I was in my room in the rectory after Mass, getting ready to go to breakfast with the youth group, and I was checking a website that was dedicated to the court because I knew there would be a few opinions released today. And when I saw it, my heart skipped about four beats because it was a moment that I honestly never thought would happen in my lifetime. I've attended 12 Marches for Life in Washington, D.C., I prayed outside of Planned Parenthood numerous times and offered many masses and rosaries for the pro-life cause. Sure, I had faith that life would be victorious in the end and the assurance that it would, but I honestly never thought that it would actually happen in my lifetime. Call me cynical, but I had gotten my hopes up too many times to be disappointed again. And it wasn't until the moment that decision was announced that it actually became real. This campaign has encompassed a lifetime for so many of us. Because for 49 years, we've had legalized abortion on demand in our country under the auspices of a Supreme Court decision that had no basis in constitutional law and no grounding in truth. For 49 years, our nation's laws did not recognize the full meaning of the words that brought this country into existence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The protection of the unborn, brothers and sisters, is a self-evident issue. It can be comprehended by natural reason. This means that it is so obvious, so evident, that even someone who doesn't have faith, even an atheist, can understand rationally the truth of that matter. It is literally on the same level as 2 plus 2 equals 4. We don't need faith to understand that truth. We don't even need faith to know that the deliberate taking of an innocent life in the womb is wrong. It's why our church speaks out so boldly in this area, declaring abortion the most preeminent human rights issue of our time. Our faith stands unequivocally with the unborn. And sure, there are those in politics who shamelessly promote abortion under the veneer of Catholicism, claiming that you can still be a good Catholic and promote this in the public arena. But there can be no compromise when innocent life is at stake. No concession in order to achieve some other seemingly 
more important political objective. It is a matter of right and wrong, brothers and sisters. It's why all of us, from the young to the old, from the ditch digger to the president, have a responsibility to protect this most fundamental right. And the consequences of not protecting this right have been catastrophic and heartbreaking. Over 60 million people have died at the hands of abortion in this country in the last 49 years. That is literally an entire generation of people. It's so hard to fathom that number. But we cannot let it just be a number, brothers and sisters. I think of the quote attributed to Joseph Stalin, the death of one man is a tragedy, the death of millions is a statistic. We have had the deaths of millions in our country. We cannot let that number remain just a statistic. Even in our knowledge of the horrors of abortion, that number should make us run to God our Father and weep, to cry out in sorrow, reparation, and contrition for the sins of our society. So what do we do now, brothers and sisters? Well, this decision is not and cannot be the end to our efforts. In fact, it is just the beginning. There will still be those whose first reaction to the news of a pregnancy is dread and fear. There will still be those who want to take care of their children but have nowhere to turn. And there will still be states that will keep abortion legal and go to great pains to make it accessible. We have a good example here in St. Louis. While there aren't going to be abortions on the Missouri side of the river, at that clinic on Forest Park Parkway anytime soon, it is just a 17-mile drive to a new clinic built in Fairview Heights, Illinois, built precisely for this reason that if Roe was overturned, abortion would most likely be legal in Illinois. Many of these circumstances have not and will not change anytime soon. And it would be a tragedy if the events of this week were to somehow signal our end to the work we do in the public arena for the dignity of the human person. Because now the real work begins, brothers and sisters. And honestly, we have to put our money where our mouth is. So many people think that all we are is pro-birth and have no concern for mothers or children. Now, I have no doubt that label applies to many politicians who care more about getting reelected than helping the poor and the vulnerable. But in my 29 years on this life and working in the pro-life movement, my experience is that we are better than that. And brothers and sisters, we must be better than that. This is a chance for us to prove those doubters wrong. If you haven't given money personally to help new mothers or to an organization like Project Rachel that assists mothers who have had abortion, do it. Now is the time. If you've got clothes lying around or want to help out maybe an organization like Birthright, do it. Now is the time. If you've never volunteered at Our Ladies Inn, a wonderful maternity home here in St. Louis, do it. Now is the time. I want to challenge everyone here, 
this week especially, to do something meaningful to assist, accompany, and aid those who find themselves in a vulnerable state. It is our job, our responsibility, and our duty to help. This week's decision must lead to a new springtime for life in our communities and our society. Because anyone whose life is threatened or whose dignity is disrespected has a claim on our hearts. This decision this week must be a springboard, a stepping stone to advocate for the vulnerable in other areas of society too. The immigrant, the elderly, the disabled, the inmate on death row. This most preeminent issue of abortion must serve as the foundation in all of our advocacy work in those other areas. We cannot rest on our laurels and let this foundation, so to speak, fall into disrepair, but build upon this week to inspire others to join this cause that is so right and just. Late on Friday night, I was talking with a priest friend of mine from a faraway zip code, sharing the joys of this day. And I asked him, when did it sink in for you? And his reply was, well, funny you should ask. I was eating lunch in my rectory Friday afternoon, and the doorbell rang. I thought, ah, oh, that's really odd. Normally people come to the office. They don't come to the rectory. And he opened the door, and who was in front of him? But a young woman who told him, Father, I'm pregnant, and I'm scared to tell my family. The first words out of this priest's mouth were simply, Come on in. I want to help. How can I? And more than anything else, my brother priest wanted this woman to know that she had a community of people in her parish who were going to love her unconditionally, to support her and care for her. But even more than that, he wanted her to know that God, too, loved her unconditionally, would support her and wanted to take care of her. That it would be no burden at all if anyone at the parish or even God Almighty were to assist her. In fact, it would be fulfilling the mission of the church itself, our reason for existing, and, I, and the, my friend simply said, I, I could tell as she walked away, she had a great deal more peace than when she walked in, and in theory, a great deal more hope for her future. That's why we do what we do, brothers and sisters. That's why all of this matters. This is the gospel at work. If we respond as my priest friend did, then I have every confidence that we will meet this moment and rise to the challenge. So let us today rejoice in what has transpired this week, that the right to life of the unborn has been recognized in our country, that the dream of our nation's founding has been realized for those in the womb. But let us also resolve to do the hard work, the necessary work of assisting those in need, to heed the call of Christ, to care for the vulnerable. And may we continue to build a true culture of life in our community, our country, and our world. A culture where every life is valued, treasured, and seen as a gift from God.